Hi there folks, Gath here with just a few quick disclaimers at the start of the show because we are stupid and forgot to uh, sort all these out during the show. Phil wants you to know at the end of his Mass Effect 3 review, he does call it Mass Effect 2 and he's very sorry about that. We've also got Jerry answering our Android-based question from last month. We forgot to put that into Game of Phones, so it's at the end of the show. Uh, if you wait at the end, you'll hear it. Um, there's two instances throughout the podcast of Nicolas Cage talk. If you're offended by Nicolas Cage, I know a lot of you are, please stop listening now. And I believe when we're talking about Metal Gear Solid 3 on the 3DS, I said that it was Snake Eater on the GameCube when it was indeed the Twin Snakes. So apologies for all of that, folks, and apologies for Geshcast 29. Hope you enjoy it. Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to another fantastic episode of Geshka's Gaming Podcast. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, just to say very quickly, folks, in the past I've come up with, you know, often a hilarious joke at the start of the show, you know, saying that we're coming from inside a submarine or like a fucking a spider's mind. That was a good one. Uh, but in reality, to bring this facade, this artifice to a screeching halt, mm-hmm. usually we're recording more often than not from Phil's Kitchen. Uh-huh. And this is the last time we'll record in this wonderful, spacious kitchen, which has been so good to us. Are you telling me we're giving up Geshcast? We're giving up Geshcast. This is the last <laughs> Geshcast gaming podcast. What fuck? I know. <laughs> the listener, like, oh God. Oh, can I unsubscribe finally? But, yes, uh, I am moving house. Yeah, so it's not the last podcast. Ah, yes, that's what's happening. Uh, Phil's moving house. So tonight, I will never again sleep in that spare bedroom. I won't even sleep there tonight, because you packed the bed away. It's true. You've got nothing. You're going to be sleeping on boxes. And broken glass that we put down to stop the cat from pissing on the boxes. Which never didn't work. <laughs> she did piss Pissed on everywhere. Oh. I'll never again have my hands cupped against that wall, just keen to listen to any kind of bedroom Olympics that you're engaged in. <laughs> we're at it. We should both be so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Look, anyway, it is the end of an era. Mm-hmm. It's the end of one flat, the beginning of another. Absolutely. It's party atmosphere. Woo! It's Gesh 29. Celebrate good times. How would you like to kick off with some amazing number facts? Uh huh. <laughs> 29, right? You're moving house, so I understand that's a stressful time. And because of that, I am willing to sit through some number updates. Don't worry, numbers are very interesting, Gav. Mm-hmm. Uh, 29 is the atomic number of copper. Okay, right. Good, good. Just a wee one to get you started. My favourite metal man. Here's another science <laughs> one. Saturn requires over 29 years to orbit the sun. Was oh, that right? One satanic year. <laughs> also, it is the number of canuts in one sickle in the fictional currency of Harry Potter. Oh, well, there we go. <laughs> there you go, some number facts. Should they we introduce ourselves now? They were better. I am Gavin. I am Philip. And again, welcome to Geshcast 29, Glasgow's <laughs> number one gaming podcast and best in the West. <laughs> um, what are we going to do today? Uh, well, first off, Phil, other than moving, we'll give you a wee personal interaction two minutes. Back again, isn't it? Personal interaction. Uh-huh. Have you been up to anything other than moving? No, that's literally all it's been. been it. Yeah. What about well, you? That uh, is an interesting story. I've been looking to get a new TV, my old TV packed in, so I've been scouring the aisles for a good deal. Uh, if anybody knows any good deals, get in touch with them. It doesn't matter if they know a good deal, I can't afford any good deals. Uh, I've been playing on this 17-inch HD monitor, which is okay, but you know it's not really any use to man or beast. No. And I've cleared out my spare room. It's all habitable <laughs> and it's absolutely, you know, it's good. So hopefully people will come to my house. 
Yeah, from now on, and they can use that seventeen-inch monitor when they're staying in your guest room. Well, the old, the old busted TV is in the spare room oh, now, lovely. and it works on occasion. So you might be able to get a wee game of Sin and Punishment too, which I'll talk about later. Ooh, um, Ooh. but yeah, that's it for a bit of personal interaction. So, what kind of TV you think about getting before we go? Before we go, no, no, no sorry, mate, it's done. Now. Um, no, I'm, I'm looking for a, just you know, we upgrade forty-two inch. You um, go three D. I was going to go three D, but when I thought it's about fifty quid extra. Yeah, for the and the models I'm looking at to get 3D, and I think is it worth fifty quid? What if it kicks off? What if everybody starts getting 3D, and you're like, I'm missing out. I always feel my concern is that this is one generation of 3D, and then the next one's going to be like, you don't need glasses, idiot. Yeah, I wear glasses already, but I don't want to wear a second pair of glasses to I mean, play a game. Glassesless 3D, obviously the technology will improve in the future, but I'm looking at you know, if, if watching TV was like playing a 3DS. Yeah, I, that would make me sick. <laughs> imagine trying to watch like a full like imagine yeah, a, to try a full watch episode of X Factor Lord of the Rings like a special edition you yeah. couldn't do it it's not going to happen I do I did last time I went to go and see uh, Ghost Rider uh-huh. I went to see Ghost Rider I really want to see it um, it's exciting yeah <laughs> there's a bit where Nicolas Cage as Ghost Rider pisses fire mm-hmm. no, so, uh, <laughs> I, was, I wasn't sold on it and even though I don't tend to go there often but I went to IGN uh-huh. and saw their review of it uh-huh. and it made me really I'm like I want to see that it's good it is good. Uh, there's at least two really great Nicolas Cage trademark free game moments as well. I wasn't right up there with National Treasure. I've never been a fan of Nicolas Cage, even though I do like some of the films he's in. Mm-hmm. But after watching Drive Angry on yeah. Netflix, that has actually kind of sold me now. You know that way, like you, you like, have to get in a frame of mind with Nick Cage. Uh, you don't quite, you know, it's like he's really bad. But you, I like a lot of really cheesy bad things, but mm. I couldn't quite get him and fit him into that. He's amazing. But now. I, I think I'm on board once you're on board with him as well then you start looking back at all the other stuff that he said in the past like I'd really like to play Superman uh-huh. you're like I wish he'd made that <laughs> I, wish he, I wish he had been Superman <laughs> but um, if you haven't seen it folks drive angry incredible yeah especially uh, in 3D I've heard in the third in stunning third dimension third Donald third Donald <laughs> um, yeah so so anyway computer games video games whatever you call them they're fun right <laughs> they're a massive laugh they're a big massive laugh and a huge time suck for guys like us. Well, we have a break for some amazing music mm-hmm. right now. We'll come back and we'll discuss what we've been playing because there's some big games just come out. Let's. now i guess it's march um march the 9th something like that so you know the 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 dried out lake of games is starting to refill with luscious water in the springtime indeed indeed what have you been playing what haven't i been playing loads of stuff because i'm scared been playing mass effect 2 still i'm still plugging away at it usually do a mission or so an evening really enjoying it mm-hmm. that's why i didn't get mass effect 3 when it came out uh today because i haven't finished it yet we'll talk more about that later um, I've been also playing Jenga on my iPhone quite a lot. It was I think free. I tried to download Jenga when it was free, but then it said it was over the 20 meg limit or something like yeah. that, so I couldn't get it, and I forgot to get it when I got back. It's a really good uh, game for the train, just uh, you know, your journey's over before you know it. Cause is it sliding or is it tapping? Uh, a combination, you tap to select, 
the bricky one. Can you kind of one out? Just tap, 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 tap. Oh, it's stuck. That one's free. Mm. That one, you know. It's mostly you tap, you tap the one to select it, and then you kind of wiggle it out with like you hold down and you wiggle. So it works really well. It's a really good game. It was free. I think it's sixty nine p. Now. I think yeah yeah but it's still worth it it's a great big game and you know physics based it works really well so yeah great um anyway big news folks at home what's that uh Phil and I decided we we're going to give uh, PlayStation Plus a try yes so we went on and tried out PlayStation Plus it was we tried out like the 90 days just to get a shot mm-hmm. uh this month you got uh trying to mm-hmm. uh with it and you got uh, a few other wee bits and bobs and you got the ability to buy Johnny Journey. Uh, um, a week early. But I'll talk about trying to first. Did you play trying to at all? No. Did you try it? Talk about this I didn't try first. anything. I'm moving house. Oh, that's true. <laughs> um, I played a little bit of the first trying. Yes. Uh, I, I played on Live. 20 minutes of it right. on Live. I liked it and all, but it was the PC version on Live and it hadn't been completely optimised for the pad. Mm-hmm. It was one of those games on Live you went on and it was like... This is a rough approximation I, of what's going to happen. They tell you at the start, you know, this is... Wait, we've got nearly got it. Uh, if you want to check the controls properly, you need to go somewhere else. Uh, so it felt a bit awkward, so I left it. Um, trying to, it's like a, this is obviously the sequel. It's a side-scrolling game. You take control of three characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a wizard, a thief, and a knight, and they've all got different skills. Buzzing, buzzing, and you switch between them at any time. Uh, the current character disappears, and the new one appears. So they're not all on the screen at the same time. You control one at a time. Right. You switch between them. Um, it's kind of like Lost Vikings on the SNES. But it says it like Lost Vikings. Only all the characters in one place. Yeah. Um, so like the thief, they're kind of so like a nimble thief. They've got a grappling hook, and the wizard can levitate objects and create objects. The knight can bash down barriers and fight guys. So you have to switch all the time to get through. The There's some strategy involved. There's strategy involved, and they've all got their own abilities and skill trees as they go along. So when you level up, you get more abilities for each guy. Mm. So you can level up the knight completely without even touching the other two if you're more inclined to use the knight a lot. But yeah, it's really good, really really colourful. Um, we'll download it later on when you get onto your PlayStation. It's almost to the point where it's too colourful. You can't tell what's going on sometimes. It's That's exciting. Very very uh, well rendered. It looks beautiful. But there's a few points where, like, can I jump on that? Or is that part of the background? Or, Ooh. you know, that kind of thing. It's not the tightest kind of platformer either. You Like, a lot of the times you're trying to get up a jump and you're just, oh, for fuck's sake. It's more about the... It's more focusing on using your powers and using... Uh, getting by in puzzles than it mm. is about precision platform game. That's cool. Yeah, I'm I mean, fine with that it's too. Good. It's all kind of real-time physics as well, so you're sort of, you know, you're knocking, like, maybe knocking through a wall and that ch- triggers a chain reaction of other things going on and, you know... I need to focus on, you know, that, right, if I do this, then something else will happen, and I need mm. to factor that in. The only other thing I didn't like about it was the phys- like sorry, the voiceovers are really bad and really kind of stilted, those kind of, like, fable uh, voiceovers, but worse. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of English, kind of, hey, I'm not a thief, I'm an entrepreneur. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Um, but in the game menus are so fucking 1990s PC, it hurts. To see them, they're just so, it's like bejeweled from 1997. I'm excited about the sound of just the menu screens. Yeah, I mean, it's very odd. For all the effort that's gone into the look and the the gameplay, mm-hmm. to see when you go into like the menus and you go into the, like the voice acting, which is a big part of it, the voice the voiceover. There's like a, nar- a narrator who's quite good, but the rest of them are quite, quite horrible. Um, so much effort's going on in one part, and the other part's a bit lacking, and it brings the whole experience down a wee bit. But it plays well, got a good sense of humour. Obviously, a lot of loves went into it, so good it's your free 
in quotes PlayStation Plus game <laughs> for the month. Yep, for the month. Um, Tell me more about PlayStation Plus before we go too far into games, right? Yep. You pay your monies. Uh huh. You take your chances. Yep. Uh, you get to keep those games for as long as you remain a member. That's correct. Yes. What happens after you leave? How does it magically know? The content is no longer available when you try and go to it. It just says... That's exciting. The content is no longer available. Mm-hmm. It happened to a friend of the show, Velvet Glove. They tried to play Burnout Paradise when I was up one night. I fancy we shot at that. The content's no longer available. Because he was no longer PlayStation Plus? No longer PlayStation Plus. I see. I see. Um, you also get things like the, the cloud storage or online storage. So now when I'm a member, because I'm a member of this, when I start any new game up, it says we feature a online function would you like to make your saves made online mm-hmm. rather than on your system it save a bit of space on your system and there's online updates as well so if there's a new update you can set it to your playstation to turn on at a certain time yeah and just download any new updates that's exciting so too. when you turn it on it says you know i've downloaded all these patches for these games uh-huh. and a new update now will that work with me basically just leeching off your account oh um no that's fair. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, not that fast. I don't think so because technically the PlayStation Plus is on my my account. Mm-hmm. Um, but you'll still be able to get the content. By and by me. By and by, by me. And by me. Now get back to trying to yes. see are the cutscenes in the game. There, there's little kind of animated ones that look like storybooks. Right. In between levels. Does it show all three of them at once and no storybooks? Um, as far as I'm not that far into it, so because Dead Island, right? Mm-hmm. When you're playing that, you're just by yourself, but obviously it's similar to Left 4 Dead. You're supposed to be playing mm-hmm. it with four player co op online, yeah. Uh, and when you get to a cutscene, all four of you are there, yeah. Where the, f- where the hell have you guys been? Well, the game gets the train gets around it because there is an object called the train, oh, that's this floating object that um sucks the, the See, players I was just into about it. to ask what how they get around it, yep. Uh, so in the start of the game, you've got your they get essentially the three stories of how they all come together again because mm-hmm. they went through the first adventure together in the first game split apart and here's how they come back together and it's like oh the trying and it comes in and then they get sucked in they all high five it they all high five it and then go on their adventure um, no I can recommend I could even recommend buying it if you weren't a, a member of PlayStation Plus mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the other game I got was uh, the game you can get is uh, Sly Cooper yes uh, which is the first an HD remake of the PS2 game, which I've never played. It's by Sucker Punch, who did like Infamous. And yes. Like, really, really high quality, a much more... Uh, is it, did you say it was an HD remake? Sorry. Yep. Yes. Okay. Uh, it looks really good. It's got a much more... Uh, there's much more to it than you would expect a PlayStation 2 game to have, almost. There's a lot more character and wee little... little just wee bits of... You, know, you think, that's really good that they've done that. Uh-huh. Just I nice would, touches and yeah, flourishes. Yeah, nice touches. Like, just the way that the character sneaks about and it's like... When you go through, like, you're kind of sneaking around, it's like, dum, 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 and you stop, and then that, that stops as well, and you're like, that's really cool how it's done. Uh, but yeah, I'm really enjoying that. I'm only about maybe 10 minutes into it, though, so I don't want to blow my wad, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's really good. Um, well, I'll tell you what, before we go into anything else, is there any other wee things you've been playing? Other smaller things? Uh, the Killzone in. 3 multiplayer. Yes. We'll hit on that real quick. Yeah. The multiplayer trial is free to download mm-hmm. on the PSN. Yep. Uh, and then you get to level up to level 10, I believe. Just level playing 10 or 15, it's something. It's 10, is it 10 yeah. uh, Playing the, the multiplayer component mm-hmm. of Killzone 3, which was great. Mm-hmm. And quite a novel idea to just release the multiplayer trial yep. straight out there and just say, you can have this. After you get past level 10, you have to buy it for like, what? 11.99 it is. That's with all the maps. All maps and all map packs and DLC, everything that's came yeah. out for it. It is not, it's not bad. 
Well, the best thing about it is it's a trial up to level 10, mm-hmm. so give it a bash anyway. Yeah, but either you don't lose anything by trying it out. Mm-hmm. Um, Killzone 3 multiplayer is great, I think. It's one of the only multiplayers I really enjoy. Yes. Uh, all the classes work really well, and what I'm a play as the medic usually. Mm-hmm. We play as, as an engineer. Engineer. We need to get a big game mm-hmm. on the go. Yeah, well, that's it. I was going to say, should uh, organise some kind of Gesh Killzone 3 trial. A yeah, thon. The ultimate Gesh way. It's free, mm-hmm. and PSN is free. Yeah. So... Let's do it. All you have to do is buy like a £200 console if you don't have it. £99 at the moment if you're right. in the UK. Um, yeah. Cool. Good stuff. What's your big one? What's your big popper? Well, my big one, Phil. Hey. <laughs> yeah, my, hey. My big one. Hey. Come on, that's enough. It's a family show. <laughs> uh, the game I'm going to talk about is Journey. <gasps> now, practically the reason I signed up for this... <laughs> thing uh, for signed up for PlayStation Plus is because it gives you access to Journey a week earlier. Yes. It doesn't necessarily give you... Now you're, uh, you're signing up to PSN directly hung on this yes. game coming out because when they it almost looked like the update wasn't coming this week for the UK. Yeah, I was going to just hold like, off it. I forget it. Aye. Um, yeah, I am a massive fan of uh, that game company. The developers, they made Flow and they made Flower. Flower is one of my favourite games of all time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely adore that game. So... The fact that they're coming in with something new, I am going to, even if I have to pay eleven ninety nine or whatever it was to get any PlayStation Plus, I'll do it. We saw a little bit of Journey when we were at the Eurogamer Expo. Yep, I didn't play any of it because I didn't feel that's the great that's the best place to play it. Yes. I feel it would take away from the experience a little bit by not by, not just by trying a little bit bit of it first, but by playing it in a place where you can't truly experience yeah. it. Because the music is the star of the show when it comes to Journey. It is incredible. And I've missed out on that. They think that people were playing it and maybe thinking, not getting the full experience out yeah, of it. Yeah. That's a, it's a, it's a crying shame. <laughs> it's that bad. I'm looking forward to playing this. I'm going to nick it off the, the, the official Gesh PSN account. I, I'm going to call it. Uh, uh, I just pay back for that whenever you want me. <laughs> um, so yeah, so they made Flower, they made uh, Flow. Mm-hmm. They could have got that alliterative trio if they called it Flurney, but they didn't. They forgot about that. They forgot about that. Um, and it's a bit of a break from the abstract kind of style that Flow and Flower were. They go into much more familiar territory than the it's a third person adventure game almost. Yeah. Uh, but it still plays, looks, sounds like nothing else really that you can get on the PlayStation 3. Uh-huh. Um, essentially, what you're doing is you're walking towards a mountain in the distance and you're coming across puzzles, platforming sections, kind of cutscenes, peppering the whole thing. But you're very much left to interpret what the whole thing's about. Yeah. That's, you don't really have a motivation for moving towards this object mm-hmm. and once you get there there's not really an explanation of what happens it's just literally about the journey you have in between in between that period I mean really down to controls I mean you're walking along kind of big sand dunes to start off with mm-hmm. and you're being led I'm going to just put yeah. a wee caveat in here uh-huh. if it's that much of a great experience I don't honestly want to know that much no no I'm not going to spoil it <laughs> yeah. things like that I mean really it's a case of you're kind of walking along these kind of sand dunes and you're you know essentially you're pressing X Mm. To John, you've got this wee smile on your face, like don't spoil anything for me. But even that, you must have said if it was a intuition thing that led you to that. Even the fact there's a mountain in the distance, mm. that was a choice to walk towards that. Surely, no. if it's left that open, no, no. So it's not that open, right? Okay. Not saying it's not open. It's the fact that the game comes up. You've got a massive mountain in the distance mm. and nothing else around you. Yes, yeah, so you're led to walk in. That yeah, way. I mean the game does a good job in telling you where you have to go. Mm. It's very much a game of saying it's on its own terms. You're playing our game in a yeah. way because there's points in the game where it just all of a sudden will shift in tone completely, and you like it's kind of saying don't get complacent with this just one thing that's happening because you're gonna 
you're going to miss out on so much stuff that's going on in the game. Okay. It's incredible. Okay. Um, now that you've said that, I can't really tell about half the things that I've got written down. I'm not as well, if I'm about, spoiling it. But I'm, I know, but I don't like, I don't even want it. You know that way it's kind of like when people say, well, there's a spoiler at the end of the, of the film, and they don't say what it is, but hmm. at the same time you don't really want to touch upon it. Do you know what I mean? No, I don't understand that. No, Because um, games like Flower and that are... They're an experience. Yeah, you know? no, they absolutely are. And the thing is, it's very hard not to get really wanky about it because it's one of these games where, you know, people, well, is it art? You would point to games like that. Yeah. Um, but things like, I mean, like the, you go through so many things in the game and so many different tones and shifts. Uh-huh. It starts off so calm and then there's proper big heart pumping moments in the game. You're like, this is outstanding. This is like <laughs> nothing I ever came across. Epic. And I, it's As epic. Kids, uh, um, but yeah, the kind of they've got this big orchestral score running through it, and it's so well placed. They are they have mastered setting a tone mm. and changing the music at the, just the just at the drop of a hat, ah. and you suddenly go, "Oh fuck! Oh no!" Like it's just incredible. I can't really get How over it. How far does it wander into the whole art games art territory? Very far. Yeah, very very far. Um, I think Flower's always been that one. It's oh, yeah. Those games are trying to be. Mm interactive experiences pieces of art yeah so they're always very interesting to me but they always sit to one side of things mm-hmm. I mean it's, it's, diff- it's difficult for me I couldn't I, I could, certainly couldn't recommend it to somebody like my little brother mm. you know somebody who's generally into like a lot of shooters or racing games or you know yeah. stamp games uh-huh. this is different to that and it sounds almost kind of snobbishness like oh not everyone's going to get it but not everyone's going to get it it's a, it was a more mature experience mm. yeah I mean it's it's almost as if the game doesn't ask much of you but you, it needs stuff of mm. you it needs your attention it needs you to try and interpret it somewhat. are you saying this is one that I can't play and listen to my headphones it's, yeah, and I, listen to a podcast I, you would <laughs> it would be robbing yourself of the whole experience uh-huh. but yeah I mean talking really briefly then about the multiplayer the multiplayer mm-hmm. uh, is sort of a co-op Base. It's hard to say co-op because you generally don't need the other person at any time. Yeah. You can get through the game on your own, but I found at points, playing with this person, you never know who they are. It never tells you until the very kind of end of the game who the person was you were playing with. But it never... There's no communication between you as such. But I felt almost like I'm glad there's somebody here seeing this with me. Yeah. I'm glad there's somebody actually on this journey, if you will, with me as I play this game. It's a shared experience at point. Yeah. Absolutely. And... You know, it's just this random person that comes into your game. You're like, oh, there's a wee guy. Jumped over to him. The only real way in the game you have to communicate is when you hold circle, a sort of a sphere of comes out from you. Uh-huh. And you use that sphere to activate objects in the game. And a little kind of glimpse comes up with your own personal symbol. Uh-huh. So when that happens, you know, the other person usually just responds with a wee boop. And a wee, <laughs> a wee thing comes up and you go, oh, hey, how's it going? And then that's it. I mean twice at the start of the game I met up with someone and I played halfway through the game with them uh-huh. and then later on with someone else completely and it was a case of like no again no communication between us but we were waiting on each other we were helping each other over gaps I was taking the left hand side he was taking the right hand side if there were switches or anything like that to get you know to open doors uh-huh. it was just you know it's weird that something because the way you describe it there mm-hmm. it sounds like this total kind of innocent childish experience mm-hmm. and yet at the same time, it is for a more mature group. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, no, it, it's I'm looking for. I'm really. That's the only reason why I kind of stopped changing tracks there is the fact yeah. that I'm really looking for. Oh no, uh, um, and I mean, really, I would say it's the most satisfying online experience I've ever had playing this game. And I had when I had I'm to getting look, all excited. I'm I, getting all emotional. <laughs> well, I would think it's playing the game. I genuinely did, and I got it's like flower. I got genuinely into it. into it at the uh, end. And I mean, I had to log off when I was playing it with the first person. 
and I felt genuinely sad I couldn't say to them right I'm away now it's been great playing with you thanks uh-huh. thanks for this thanks for everything and uh, yeah it's just it's really odd I've never felt like that playing a game uh-huh. um, again it's not to, to temper your expectation in that way it's not a long game as people yes, have been saying well I was going to say if you had played at Eurogamer you would have got about 50% <laughs> <through it. laughs> but in saying it's 999 and a lot of people might balk at that the fact that it's, you can play, get through it in less than two hours if you batter through it uh-huh. um, but personally the amount of kind of like the wonder and the atmosphere that they pack into this game yeah uh, makes it worth the price and again length and value aren't mutually exclusive to me no no. the amount of value I've taken out of this game is worth in me in my, in my terms more than 9.99 I think that's almost a fucking steal to uh-huh. have been affected by a game things that happened in this game will stay with me in terms of that's cool it kind of almost renews your faith in people online I'm going to start crying <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's, that's a really like I've really built it up uh-huh. obviously and you might play it and not get that same experience because, you know, it's just we're different people. Yeah. But um, I, I'd say it's easily the best game I've played this year. And I'm, I'm so glad I bought it. it. Like, uh, in terms of the people, like, oh, it's two hours for a tenner. Like, it's better than anything else you will pay. You'll play, like, a 60-hour JRPG mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, I would Final Fantasy thirteen. Final Fantasy thirteen. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, yeah, Johnny, my, my pick of the month. Oh, your tears running down my Calf, go and sort yourself out in the bathroom. <laughs> like, what? Bring, bring one out. I'm back. <laughs> and better than ever. Um, cool. How about, about I talk for one? <laughs> go. Um, what have I been playing? Well, the biggest thing, we'll just jump into it and I'm going to try and hit on it in a totally unspoilerific way. Don't you dare tell me about anything that happens in this game. <laughs> it's a third person, what? <laughs> Mass Effect 3 came out today? It came out today, yes. Yes, due to the beautiful... Uh, Rolling my eyes at this. <laughs> no, due to the beautiful way that certain stores in Glasgow don't adhere to street dates. Mm-hmm. We're not going to say who. I'm going to get it. I, well, I got it on Wednesday. Uh, so I'm about five hours in mm-hmm. so far. So I can't give you any spoilers because it's still in its infancy. Yeah. Uh, major things to notice are... I got it on the PS3. Yeah. Uh, the setup for the game, I didn't import a character because I finished the second one on the Xbox. Okay. And now just have the PS3 got rid of the Xbox. They don't give you the option to transfer it over from the Xbox? <laughs> Sadly not. Ugh. So I'm about halfway through it on the PS, uh, sorry, Mass Effect 2 at the moment, so I didn't want to import it. Yeah. So I started off as a lady Shep this time round. Mm-hmm. Just a Shep, mate. Just Shep, mate. Just it's not Shep. Femme Shep. When will people learn? When will men learn? <laughs> <laughs> but so far, the experience has been. Great, mm-hmm. but marred with just glitches and mm-hmm. incidents of textures disappearing, characters fucking blipping in and out of the screen at times. Yeah. The game itself so far has been phenomenal, mm-hmm. right? The the setup is incredible, with you know Earth being it says in the back cover as ground zero for the start of this giant intergalactic war that's happening. Yeah. Collectors have attacked. Basically. Hey, hey, stop! You, stop I've not stop. finished Mass Effect Two. Oh, hey, 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 hey. Uh, visually mm-hmm. the game looks a lot better than Mass Effect 2 okay. explosions and things like that are absolutely stunning as you'd expect all the scenes that are in space and things like that are just beautiful mm-hmm. uh, The some of the new characters that are introduced early on mm-hmm. are quite strange for that setting okay. or that game Right. there's a guy that is a lot bigger than everybody else All right. just a human who's just built just massive. I, and everyone in Mass Effect is quite Lanky, it's athletic yeah. looking rather than. You have to be in space. Gears of War Aye. looking guys. 
uh, you it's basically more of the, it's a continuation of the story so we can't mm. go into that really um, more of the same wonderful action scenes mm. RPG the way they've improved where the camera sits when you're running along okay in the kind of action scenes in the game right so it all feels you, it's very obvious to tell when it's uh, wandering about part and w- immediately when you go into action alright okay that's cool it's it's so that's quite cool as well yeah. the gunplay itself and the using of the what they call biotics the biotics yeah uh, your magic essentially it's it's all similar to how it was but it's all just been tightened up just a small yeah. amount your loadout that you pick affects your weight okay and the weight that you have affects how quickly you regenerate your powers right things like that just nice wee touches you've yeah. got rid of the mining Good. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go last night playing Mass Effect 2 and just literally I broke down. I went, I need to upgrade my ship mm-hmm. online. Best, best planets for platinum. Went straight there, mined it all. And you're like, I shouldn't need this. Yeah. <laughs> they are arduous. And bear in mind, they updated how quickly you mine and mm-hmm. an update for it. So when I was playing it the first time around, the speed at which that reticule moved across the planet was just ridiculous. No. Uh, no. No. I don't <laughs> believe you. But yeah, the the main parts so far, what you've seen in all the websites are uh, people discussing the differences between the PS3 version and the Xbox version. Mm-hmm. The PS3 version runs at like 20 frames per second. What? <laughs> it's something ridiculous. It's really low. Yeah? Uh, I didn't know that. It might be a 30 frame limit, but it's running closer to fucking 20 at times, especially when there's a lot going on. I tell you, he won't like that. He's already said he's not getting it. Chris, friend Chris, of the show. Yes, exactly. Excuse <laughs> um, to you. So, and like I say, there's all these moments where just people pop in their scenes and glitches will, dis- yeah. will appear and disappear on the screen. It's odd. It's so when, odd. When you think that all, I mean, all, all the Mass Effect games have been somewhat of an event when they come out. Yeah. Uh, but increasingly so. So I think they're going to get a lot of people joining in on the game with the mm-hmm. third one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, all eyes are on Mass Effect 3 at the moment. Absolutely. It is the only big game out, yeah. really. Um, to have this come out and to have so many problems... You think it's, you know it's, what? it's it's more disappointing because the rest of it is so gloriously beautiful mm-hmm. that it's just these epic scenes all mm-hmm. around you. There's a moment where you're kind of infiltrating a base on a certain planet and there's these giant robotic things just striding about the atmosphere yeah. in the background, a planet being destroyed behind it. You're like, this is great. Yeah. And then you move into a cutscene and it'll take like three seconds for people to just pop in. Yeah. You're like, we can't forgive you for everything. No, you, know, so you can only get away with this. Yeah, so Skyrim much. had it as well. Mm-hmm. Skyrim oh, had yeah, a absolutely. lot of, point of problems with it. And there's got, there's got to be a level at which you have to say, and it's difficult because mm-hmm. you want to forgive them so much, yeah. but you have to say, just finish your game. Well, the pro- I mean, it's a problem that kind of lay with games like Grand Theft Auto 4. When you first played that game, mm-hmm. it completely wowed you and blew you away with how it looked. And, yeah. and you're like, this is so realistic. Oh, look at how great it is. I love it, I love it, I love it. And then maybe a couple hours in, then the little creeping doubts start coming in. You yeah. know, like, this isn't perfect. And I don't want that for Mass Effect because Mass Effect 2, the second time playing it, I'm loving it. They'll probably update it and fixes and things like that. Mm. And it'll be fine in a while, but it's, it just rips you right out of the story. For yeah. a game that's so story-driven, you're like, happen yeah. again. Yeah. That's, it's, it. it's, that's disappointing, but don't let that put you off buying the game because... Mm. The rest of it's phenomenal. Yeah, that's the, what makes it's it. It's so a painful. little bit of kind of a little fleck of dirt on a on absolutely, wise. absolutely. But you just concentrate on that speck of dirt. But honestly, so far the story's been great. The yeah. music in it is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, the design of it all is 
again, phenomenal. That's what I can't get away with in Mass Effect 2. How did I not like this the first time round? Yeah. Even if the game was shit, the design is brilliant through yeah. everything. It's stunning. Yeah. It far and outweighs every Star Wars game that's come out. Mm-hmm. A few times playing the second one, I've noticed like there's quite a lot of similarities in the design. Well, they and Bioware did Knights of the Republic. Well, they did. Yeah. So it's like, you think, how can they not make a good Star Wars game? It's, I don't know. I don't know. But Mass Effect should be pristine, mm-hmm. just like Skyrim should have been pristine. Yeah. And shoulda, woulda, coulda. Last words of a fool, as well you know. But otherwise, get it anyway. Get it anyway. It's I'll, Mass Effect 3. I know. Why, why are you not getting it? Uh, I'll get it once I get finished too, probably. Mm, there is. And put my big Lucy, mm. Lucy Lou looking shepherd. Interesting thing about it, right? When, when you kick off, you get to choose between three campaign modes. Mm-hmm. You didn't do that in Mass Effect 2, did you? No. There's a way you can either play it kind of action orientated, mm-hmm. so all the cutscenes are played out for you rather than making decisions. All right, that's weird. And then you just jump straight into the action scenes, obviously. Mm-hmm. There's a way to play it just for if you want to just know the story, so you'll have all the choices, mm-hmm. but the combat's really scaled back all right, and much okay. more easily. And then you've got the traditional Mass Effect way yeah. of playing it, the RPG weird, mode. I mean, I can understand people. Quite cool, though. Yeah, it's a good Three it's different experiences in one day. It's a good op- It's an option that I wouldn't choose. I mm-hmm. would want the. Mix, but our people will, and our people will much prefer it, and yeah. that's great. They've made a game. They've aimed to make a game that's perfect for everyone to play. Yeah, I mean, they've obviously had so much feedback. Yeah, I'd rather have less combat. I'd rather have more combat. You know, absolutely. And even the I haven't played the multiplayer yet because mm-hmm. I wanted to get into the main beef. Yeah, uh, but from what I've heard of that, it's all really accessible, really fun. Yeah, and it kind of makes again, sense. A multi a shooter multiplayer for everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, for mm-hmm. all tastes. But the action scenes in that are phenomenal. Big gunfights and stuff like that, and firing off your singularities, yanking people in there. There's guys with shields. Okay. Now, so you have to use your yeah, you've got to kind stuff. And uh, it's a lot more like Mass Effect One. Right. Okay. Uh, in many ways, uh, you've your ships back under Alliance control. So hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, you, oh, would you, would you, would you, would you? Stunning. Absolutely beautiful. Okay. So good game then. That's what you're trying to tell me. Game of the month. Aye, for you. G-O-T-A-M. For you, dickhead. <laughs> that's literally... Well, I've been playing more Final Fantasy Thirteen, which is... I'm saying this now, the bullshit rumour about the wire for games. Mm. You just have to get past the first wee bit. The first wee bit, the first half of it. The first 30 hours or so. And then it's dead exciting. Just give a day and a half of your life to this it's longer game. longer than that. Aye. I nearly gave up twice. Uh, well, well I, I didn't and now it's paying off so see, that's great I almost kind of wish that I'd, I'd never really played a Final Fantasy game really I played 8 for a bit and then gave up Yeah, but I think um, I, I wish almost I'd got Playstation Plus before the month uh-huh. ended because it was giving like 5 away on it I thought that'd be a nice introduction 5 good yeah 5 is good well I'm plumb out of luck SOL SOL mate that's you that's you um, yeah that's everything I wanted to say about Mass Effect 2 so why Excellent. don't we Hit up some new releases. Rinka King. So, right, new releases for mm. the month of March. We'll hit them up real quick. Okay, hit me okay. up. Put some stank on it. March 9th, today, okay. Allah today, Mass Effect 3, we've already discussed. Yay. Street Fighter Cross Tekken, X Tekken. I couldn't be What's less called? Street Fighter X. Tekken. Is it X Tekken? I think so. I think, um, I can't think of anything more boring than Tekken mm-hmm. or anything more exciting than Street Fighter. So when they come together, it can only mean mediocrity. <laughs> they even each other out completely. Uh, exactly. So basically, that's a null. 
Uh, Metal Gear Solid Snake Eater 3D for the 3DS comes out today. Do you know, I played the demo for it on the 3DS and it seemed like this was the definitive version of it because mm. there was so much the controls were a lot better than even the HD remake on the PlayStation 3 nice everything worked a lot better but it looks like shite is it? Uh, it looks really bad there's been so little fanfare for this game no. a Metal Gear Solid game on the 3DS exactly 3DS doesn't have enough titles to just be ignoring yeah. a Metal Gear Solid again, game again it's like a Metal Gear game on a Nintendo console uh-huh. again mm. and it's a since what like Snake Eater on the GameCube yeah so yeah. you think they'd make a bit more of a fuss about it? I'm shocked that it's just been swept under Back the Back on Nintendo or something like that, you know. Uh, Unit 13 came out for the PS Vita, their big mm. kind of FPS looking yeah. game. Is it FPS as a third party? We, we're not that interested because we don't have one. No, the moment we don't I have, have one, a, I'll be like, have a Vita. it's amazing. Uh, right, March 14th, Journey comes out for everybody else. Yep, all those suckers. So pick that up. We've already discussed how emotional Gavin got over that. Get it, idiots. Uh, I think you got a little emotional over my emotion. I did. It made me a little bit not uncomfortable, but just we connected on a different level than we normally do. I really did. It's like, is Gav going to start? Am I going to start? Uh, Twisted Metal comes out on March 16th. I am not going to buy Twisted Metal straight mm. away, but I think I may eventually get it, even though I think it's meant to be rubbish. I have zero interest in this game. That's because you're a fool. March 23rd, <laughs> uh, Resident Evil Operation Raccoon City comes out. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I don't like the way Resident Evil's ever been. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to like Resident Evil, but yeah. I've never really enjoyed a Resident Evil game, apart from maybe 4, mm-hmm. because it was so different. Yeah. It was like the Mario 64 effect, where you just like, I've never played anything like this, but Mario 64 actually was brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, uh, no, Dead Island, just get Dead Island instead. Much more, no. much better. Every time, the thing is, people... Phil and I have the same lunchtime every day where we will meet up and we'll go to every game shop in Glasgow, not buy anything, <laughs> and then leave. Now we don't look cool. No, no, Christ, can you imagine? <laughs> Doing a games podcast. Doing a games podcast at nearly 30. Um, <laughs> and every time we go into any of those shops, Phil will point to Dead Island and go, and go look, seventeen ninety nine. No, but it's not cheap enough yet for me to buy it. it I need something to play it with. I'll buy I it when it's time to play it with. £12. £12 your limit. Yeah. I'm just going to get you for your birthday. Don't you fucking dare. I'm going to. Uh, and uh, Ninja Gaiden 3. All right, hi. Comes out. Good. Another game that I have very lackluster. No, I think it's towards. one of those kind of games that, again, you'd be buying just to kill time. Yeah. Until something else came out. I have no interest. Well, that was the new release for March. That's the biggest games that I could see that were coming out in March. It's really, it's not other releases. Oh, Asura's Wrath. Yes. As soon as there you go, there's another one. That's a little element into that one. Um, no, Gav really likes that. Cross through. I know. I was, um, I was very tempted to get it, but I thought it will drop really quickly. Uh, it's going to be... And yeah. I'm not that bothered about supporting a game that is essentially a quick time mm-hmm. event, even though I do want to play it. You know, I don't and really... saying that, though, what was the game you were saying you were looking for and it's just shot up in price? Hmm. I don't know. Can't mind. Was it you? I don't know. Somebody Maybe. was saying they were looking for a game on eBay. It was like 50 quid now. Oh, is that a rate play game? <laughs> <laughs> um, shut up. Oh, shush, shush. Well, that's it for the new releases. Mass Effect's kind of dominating the month. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's some other reasonably solid titles in there, but we're still waiting on the next big blowout session. Come on, son. Give me some games. So why don't we hit up some news? Yeah. <laughs> Right, 
how about some hardcore news? News. Uh, some of the biggest stuff that happened this month was probably Assassin's Creed 3. News. Getting announced. Aye. I like it. It's very sexy. Uh, uh, what did you make of... The, first, there was a couple of images leaked yeah. from various sources a couple in of the images. United States of America. Yeah. Open um, the Americas. Saying that, and which was ironic, considering the game is set in the Americas. It does seem to be set around. I the was the... so annoyed because this game has been going coming out for years now, and it's not been about America, <laughs> and now it's all about America again. Well, la di da, <laughs> they have to have every game, don't they? I heard that on that was on somebody wrote that up online, and I was like, what the fuck? I know it's a bit of an odd choice because it's set during the what, Revolutionary War. Yeah, this is a lot. More of a big deal for Americans, obviously, because mm. they do love their history of yeah. their own country, yeah. whereas we're completely ignorant to our own history yeah, beyond care. Braveheart. Um, so, because our history happened actually a long time ago, and theirs happened about last week, <laughs> in comparison. So the the images showed you what looked like a, a Native American mm-hmm. looking uh, chap holding a tomahawk, That's dressed right. in the Assassin's Creed garb. You can't say Native American, Phil. It's Red Indian. <laughs> <laughs> off the air. Off the air. Um, what do you make of the setting though? Because it is a bit of an odd choice because there's going to be towns and cities and yeah, things. But, but I think what the big thing is going to do, it's going to be a predator style, it's going to be using the trees. Is that going to be as exciting as wandering about? Uh... I don't know. Um, Phil, man, I don't know. No, I think the um, thing is we, Ubisoft Montreal, whoever it is that's making, I'm sure it's Montreal mm. and all the other Ubisoft teams. I think there's about 50 Ubisoft they, teams that always is. I, I'm, Positive they will make a great game out of this, irrespective of whether there's large buildings to climb or not. They will yeah. find some other way of making it fun and good to, and you know, great to play. They'll have an engaging story. It'll be everything that Assassin's Creed has been mm-hmm. for years, if now hopefully more. Did you play much of Revelations? I played the first couple of hours. Revelations gets pretty tied up uh-huh. in its own uh, you know, bullshit. <laughs> I'm, think, I'm hoping <laughs> this is a certain point, so they're gonna have to Yeah, I'm hoping this is a, a clean break almost, like a, mm-hmm. a jumping on point from New it's team. got to be absolutely yeah. is it still going to be Desmond though is it still going to be they're going to have to tie that story up properly yeah maybe this is it maybe they, what they'll do is keep you know maybe that won't happen for another couple of games though maybe they'll yeah. have a few inter- interludes mm-hmm. uh, but I mean people are always going to oh, oh, I wish it was Victorian London I wish it was feudal Japan I wish it was all yes what, you know, there's plenty of scope for this anyway yeah well, it's like wishing one hand and shit in the other and see which <laughs> one yeah. <laughs> I'd love an Assassin's Creed based in you know Victorian London yeah however I know, I'd love a lot of things, Aye. but they're not making that game. I'd like an Uncharted 4 based in Victorian Aye. London. I'd love anything based in Victorian London. Exactly. Around the 1888 yeah, Autumn yeah. of Terror. Um, there's not much else to say at the moment. From what we've seen so far, it looks pretty exciting though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I like it. He's got a tomahawk shaped like the Assassin's logo. Yeah, there's a lot of nice touches in that. Yeah. And it bears a strong resemblance to the Iron Maiden cover for the Trooper. That's, that's true, yeah, it does. <laughs> Which seems to be overlooked by the general populace so yeah. far, I think. Because you're, cl- you're just clever. Thanks. Shut up. You're the cleverest. Uh, the other kind of internet-based rumour slash slightly uh, confirmed thing is the fact that the next Xbox is not going to have a disk drive. Uh, website MCV UK reported that a source revealed that the Xbox apparently won't have a disk drive. Instead, the next Xbox will, in quotes will offer compatibility with some sort of interchangeable solid-state card sto- storage, wow. although it's not known whether or not this will be proprietary or the more standard form, such as SD. Wow. Interesting. A very interesting. I don't believe that it's so... I believe it will work with cards, so they've got something to sell physically in the shop. Yeah. But it's fairly obvious at this point that Xbox Live is going to be their main distributor of games. Yeah, the only thing, I mean, that kind of worries me about... 
having you know a huge title, let's say a, a Mass Effect three. Mm. I mean, how big is that game gigabyte wise? I wouldn't like to say. Exactly. <laughs> I have no idea. You know, so I mean, it's a case of having to download that. Yes. Um, well, I've downloaded full games, and they're generally about forty gig. Mm-hmm. Infamous. Infamous was about 40, but that's yeah. quite an old game at the I same mean, time. When you think about, like, a four, let's say it is 40 gig. Yeah. 40 gig will still take you a decent amount of time to download. Absolutely. And so a game comes out, mm-hmm. and you're not going to be able to play that until it downloads. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's an equivalent of just going into town, buying it, and coming back out. Exactly. Uh, I, I mean, I guess they're relying on the fact that the internet's infrastructure is going to get better and faster each mm-hmm. generation. Which it is a lot of parts of the city, well, not the city, but UK have now got you know super fast broadband. I don't have, yeah, but at the same time, I don't have it. Well, it's, it's, it's not essentially to get my tongue further stuck up on lives, Anus, but that's why cloud gaming is such a there's nothing saying that this won't use a cloud, there's nothing system. saying that that won't, obviously, and it's all speculation at this point, mm-hmm. but that's why this is that is such a great. Yes, thing. and as internet gets better, it means the quality and the responsiveness will get better. Mm-hmm. And there's no downloading forty gigs worth of stuff. No, absolutely not. I imagine a lot of them will move closer towards that because it gives Microsoft or Sony complete control mm-hmm. over their entire library. Stops piracy dead. Yep, effectively. Uh, so it makes a lot more sense going that route. However, wait and see. But that's, I mean, that's rumor, speculation, rumor and spec. But it'll be interesting to see. Hopefully, the, there's still going to be announcements at E3, like everyone's yeah. speculating about. And, you know, when we're at Eurogamer again this year, we'll get a bash at no, it. hopefully. Or at least some kind of view of it, which will be quite interesting. That's a blank bit of paper. That's <laughs> no use, no ornament. Uh, so, yes, UK news. UK uh, news. UK news. All right, Governor. All right, mate. Go you- blimey. Game and Game Station mm-hmm. look like they're going out of business. <laughs> yes, even though they say they are not our friend of the show, uh, Nick, he was in there apparently giving the, the manager of Union Street Game Station a bit of cheek, mm-hmm. um, saying about, you know, hey, well, you know, come sorry, on, sorry to see he's go, kind bleak. of thing. Aye. We're going to be here forever, mate. Don't you get any ideas? Bare shelves. Mm-hmm. Games down to a quid. Aye, aye. <laughs> Basically, that seems to be what the fire sales all. Game and Game Station for those outside the UK are pretty much the two high street choices that we have. Yep. And both fairly big stores, both owned by the same company. Yep. Game Station's a subsidiary of Game. Yep. Uh, game Station being the more kind of gamer orientated, while Game Game itself being the more sort of mom family, mum and dad aye. buying stuff kind of thing. At the moment, the prices though are fairly ridiculous. Most. All their pre-owned stock, it looks like they're trying to get rid of mm-hmm. as quickly as possible. Absolutely. Online today, they were doing uh, the Assassin's Creed Brotherhood PS3 for yep. £99. That's crazy. Which I wish I'd got on top of, yep. just for a secondary I would have got to, to be honest, my PS3 is chugging off my old PS3. Yeah. That is chugging along. And I'm thinking that I might, I should have got that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, a lot of people did. They just jumped on it while you could. Uh, Eurogamer said that they've been told by a source close to game that stores have uh, put all this pre-owned stuff on to just shift the stock get it out of there as mm-hmm. quickly as possible um, they've managed to convince their kind of lenders uh, to relax their debt mm-hmm. a little bit because okay. they're obviously struggling quite a lot uh, but it, from what they're saying it, they're running out of patience basically with them look good um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next couple of weeks there's been murmurs of GameStop buying up right. a lot of the stock and the shops mm-hmm. which should be interesting because we don't have GameStop we don't have a GameStop over here which no. is odd because Ireland does yeah it's not as if they don't have a European base yeah. 
but yeah, it's good to see that people, and I think this has brought people out of the woodwork now, this whole thing. Mm-hmm. To pretend that Game and Game Station were good shops that provided good customer service. Yeah. Where are you going to get your games from now? The supermarket? They don't care about you. Neither did Game and Game Station. You go in there and it's like talking to a brick wall. Aye, absolutely. Can I help you? No, you can't. <laughs> they haven't done much good for themselves and I don't really... They did shoot themselves in the foot by just putting so much onus on the, the pre-owned stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, game itself had some kind of fallout with EA over Mass Effect 3 yep. so they're now just not stocking it they're not stocking a lot of big titles that are coming uh-huh. out and it's, it can only serve to harm them further mm. and it can't I mean again if they're kind of balanced on money lenders saying oh, look how strong our business is we're not stocking the biggest games of the month oh don't <laughs> sorry I think you know I still, I say, I'm not. I'm sorry to see people losing their jobs if they do go, uh-huh. but I'm not sorry really to see the stores go. I don't really couldn't care less. No, they still run a very nineties approach uh-huh. to their business. It's like going into the old electronic boutique when they were still kicking about. <laughs> Nothing's changed at all. No, um, but that's it. We'll see what happens over the next couple of months. But uh, the, the face of kind of high street games yeah. in the UK is quite a big thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, next big news was the iPad three. Yeah, but was the, announced the, the the new iPad or the iPad as it's called. The, yeah, the new iPad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you think it makes much of a difference that they didn't go for some kind of? No, people I'm, seem to be saying why? Why not the iPad three? Because when, when you get to iPad forty five, uh, it's all about redundant. When are we going to get the iPad three? It's like Mario one hundred and twenty eight. Mm-hmm. When are we finally going to get one two eight? Yeah, shut up. All those rumours that were cutting about about how this wasn't a major update to the system. Mm-hmm. You're like. Who dictates? Aye. Aye, who says that, oh, it should have this in it? Well, aye, if ifs and buts with candy <laughs> and nuts. I think the thing is, though, they could call the new iPad each year the new iPad. Yeah. Because it is the new iPad. If you know anything That's about the technology, rocking, yeah. just keep going, do you have the new iPad? No, I've got the last generation, so yeah. I've got, you know, whatever. Aye. They need to maybe make a difference, make it somehow, I don't know how they do it, but they need to differentiate maybe between models, but I don't really care. The new one that's coming out, the new iPad, is mm-hmm. like 399. The iPad 2 is going down to 329 mm-hmm. for the 16 gig Wi-Fi models. So I'll probably just grab the new one. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, it's not such... I expected there would be a much bigger shift with the iPad 2 downwards. That's mm. not a big enough shift. It's not a huge When it comes to spending £300, mm-hmm. the other fucking... Well, maybe that's what they're counting on. Yeah, well, they... Well, I might as well, well get this. Absolutely. At the moment, uh, what, what are the big notable changes? Faster processor... Uh, it's got screen. much, much more. Uh, it's, it's a higher definition than most uh, TVs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like the Retina screen, like in the iPhone four. And uh, I think I've actually got the somewhere. It's two thousand forty eight by one thousand five hundred thirty six. Wow. A fourfold increase over the current generation. I was, I was looking so it's at effectively um, the Retina screen on the iPhone four, just yeah. blown up. Well, um, Ravenous Games, who did League of Evil. They were showing on Twitter today about their, um, somebody had asked them for the new iPads, mm-hmm. what the sizes of the things will have to be, you know, because of the resolution. Yeah. And it's a huge dif- difference. So we're showing like iPad, iPad 2, iPad, the new iPad. Yeah. And it's just massive, big, giant character. And you're just like, what? Really? <laughs> the, from what I've seen for the side-by-sides, it looks gorgeous. Aye. And I do a lot of reading mm-hmm. on mine, so I can't wait to get one with an Acer screen. And again, I wasn't too fussed. I was going to try and get a laptop. Uh-huh. The fact that this screen is so good... I can do all my artwork stuff on yeah, this. It's got that, a gigabyte of RAM in it. Yeah. A gig. So it's they're already saying, you know, it's able to produce better visuals than current generation consoles. Yeah. 
which is incredible. Yeah, I can't wait to get my hands on one of them. So, um, so yeah, we've bought into that. Mm-hmm. I would have been a lot less interested if I hadn't already had my iPhone 4S. Yeah. I would, having not experienced an Apple product before, yeah. I would have been like, yeah, I'm not too sure, you know, I don't know. Having that for a couple of months has completely sold me. That's, ha- that's what happens with Apple products. You get one and you're like, this is me, I'm fine now. Or you can be like, oh, you've joined the dark side. <laughs> no. <laughs> Fucking hell, it's a phone, it's a computer, shut up. <laughs> Do you know what it is? I was thinking about this last night. Mm. It's football for people that don't like football. It's fo- football for geeks. Aye. That's your team. Fucking, you're dead. <laughs> is that what you like? You're an idiot. It's, it's, yeah, so stupid. Um, no, absolutely. It's just not liking something for the sake of not liking something. Aye. But I've picked my side. <laughs> the winning side. Aye. It's good. They came out uh, with, uh, who was it? It was Epic and Namco Bandai. Mm. So they're showing that this is, we've got publishers now yeah. right behind us. Mm-hmm. And it is probably the best format for distributing games. Yep. So, I mean, this is a fairly strong move from Apple. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if, the, if again, it's down to handhelds and stuff. I see things like this taking handheld consoles yeah. out of the equation almost. Absolutely, absolutely. Which yeah. is why things like the Vita and the 3DS are a little bit redundant mm-hmm. at this point. They can't do what the iPad doesn't. <laughs> I can't remember. It's Mega Drive Sega, do Sega, what, Sega uh, does what Nintendo don't. That's it. <laughs> um, there was also the announcement. It does 1080p. Jeez, oh. So they also released the new Apple TV. Yes. Which is, again, 99 quid. 99 quid. It does look quite nice. I'm intrigued by it. I, I was ten- I nearly bought an Apple TV the last time around, mm. but I knew this one was coming. Yeah. Uh, so I held off. And yeah, I'll probably get one of them. It does pretty much everything the PS3 does already, mm-hmm. but it's just much smaller. It'll be a lot easier for our people to use rather yeah. than putting up the PS3 and having, like you say, chugging away underneath the yeah. TV. Uh, but also means that obviously iTunes mm-hmm. and their programming's going to all move up to 1080p because they all run 720 at the moment. Yeah. So it'll be good to see that. It'll look a lot better on bigger TVs. It's 99 pounds. Mm-hmm. Perfect little gateway. Yeah, absolutely. This is uh, I'll, I'll get very Netflix on it. You get whatever. Despite people saying that how disappointing their whole uh, announcement was, Apple have really there's a lot of stuff to be excited about. Absolutely. In terms of it, if you're that way inclined, I am. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I've had the original. Mm-hmm. iPad so I feel like I've skipped one yep. so I'm allowed to buy this one yeah absolutely that's how it works just playing with it like some guy was showing me the art stuff on it mm. like the different art packages and it's incredible just painting on it like actually yeah. painting yeah yeah, uh, is just uh, mind boggling it's going to be interesting to see I'm going to wait uh, probably a couple of months before I'm able to shell out for one mm-hmm. but as soon as I can I will be getting one yep I am the same good stuff well cool. done Apple what have you got uh, news, I want to really, well, I mean, it's the Game Developers Conference. Uh, oh, of course. There wasn't a massive amount of interest in stuff for us consumers or indeed amateur enthusiasts, mm-hmm. journalists. Uh, it's just really more of an event geared more towards those titular developers yeah. rather than a showcase of the latest upcoming titles. But there was a lot of chat from developers in bars and shit, so take that with a grain of salt about the PlayStation 4 and what's, or what Sony's going to call their next big console. Uh, imagine that's far off in the distance. But still, uh, shows that there's murmurs mm-hmm. with Xbox, with Sony. There's, we're at the start now of almost the road to WrestleMania. Yeah. As it were, <laughs> when it comes to, you know, this is it. This is the Royal Rumble. Oh, and we're coming up to WrestleMania. <laughs> There's a good wrestling analogy for uh, all you wrestling fans. Exactly. Something big's on the horizon yeah, for all absolutely. the companies right now. Um, everyone has to gear up. The Wii U is obviously mm-hmm. gaining no interest whatsoever. <laughs> um, which is sad for me, seeing being a big fan of Nintendo, the amount of the lengths I went to to get a Wii 
Nintendo are just kind of shrinking in the distance at the moment a little bit but things change things Things change change. Nintendo should open themselves up to being a bit more available yeah is what they need to do and stop acting like they can just exist in this sheltered bubble check it out on your console it's going to have games that you can get on current consoles Ah. (laughs) that's shite (laughs) that's rubbish (laughs) it's not good enough it's not I mean they can make it as uh, available as they like and Mm. a lot of people will pick it up a lot of families will pick it up however they're always going to miss out on that core. Whether or not they're shooting for that, though, they're right. probably not. Maybe they just saw how much money they made on the, mm-hmm. the Wii initially and went, well, we don't need the core game anymore. Exactly. That's a shame. It's a shame for us. Right. We're just getting old, is the problem. I know. You're getting old, John. <laughs> um, the other thing to talk about uh, was on live, they had 16 nominees and honourable mentions uh-huh. um, for uh, nominations for the Independent Games Festival Awards, mm-hmm. IGF Awards, um, the fact that I mostly play on live through the kind of micro console on the, and with through my TV and the pad, I hadn't really op- had the opportunity to try a lot of them because a lot of them are keyboard yeah. and mouse based. But from what I played, I really liked. I played um, Dust Force, mm-hmm. which is sort of a two D platformer where you sweep up leaves as you run. Um, but it's really really good. Lots of building momentum and uh, you know wall jumping and stuff. So I'm on board for all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, but do you know I think it's a great idea from OnLive just having that it's a perfect idea just it's, it's so easy for them being PC, being PC based yep here it is Aye. here's the entire spread and you can vote on it as well yeah you can go on, go on through their Facebook and just say I like that game OnLive are just on point with the whole yep. social side of their stuff it, if just more people would you know give it a bash mm-hmm. that's all they'd need well we'll come up with that later there's an opportunity Bush. for people to try Bush. it but um, I'd love to see them do something like that more often I'd like to see you know here are more indie games mm-hmm you know, not necessarily just partnering with small independent games companies making stuff for the PC. We'd like to have you on OnLive. Yeah, and they do do a lot with that. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a great platform for indie gamers. Yeah. And even if it came... Because the new releases on OnLive have dro- just dried up completely mm-hmm. yeah. at the moment. So if they wa- if they just concentrated on that for the rest of the time, mm-hmm. here's, where you cut, here's where you find all these new people that are going to yeah. you know, blossom and become Yeah, the they're going to champion yeah. these smaller developers. Yeah, it's a great idea. Um, assuming I can play them on my crappy laptop. Oh, oh mate. Oh, it's not going to be a problem soon. No, it is because it's still not coming out in the iPad. I, but by the time I've saved up for an iPad, <sighs> why? I'll be able to where play is it. this? Where is this online app? Well, there's the problem at the moment that OnLive are having with Microsoft over this iPad thing. Apparently, the Windows desktop's breaching some of the. Of course it is. How yeah. did you not see this coming? We're going to let you run Windows? Aye. <laughs> Wait, hey, what? Aye. It's, that's, that's that's violated. it's lasted this long. I know. It's violating some kind of problem. They'll be on Linux by the end of the year. Yeah. Not that that's a bad thing. There's some lovely Linux desktops. <laughs> You'll be on Linux by the end of the year. Why <laughs> can't you do it? That team over there. I've, you don't like that, do you? Linux. <laughs> anyway, that's me for news. Cool. I have some more quick things that we'll touch upon. Yeah. PlayStation Move has uh, shipped a ridiculous amount of units. Yeah, it's like ten point five million. They've added both parts together. Mm-hmm. It's both the move controller and the the nunchuck. The nunchuck. But is that not? What are they doing with the move? And why do we keep buying it? We've both got them. We've both got them. We have been suckered into it. There's only one thing I, th- I want for the P- for the move that I've never tried, which is medieval moves. I'm not even that bothered about it. No. Who is buying them and what are they buying it for? I might exclusively use the move controller when we're playing online on uh, Killzone Three. Killzone 3. Just to explain how crap I am. Yeah, there are no games for it. No, there are no games that utilise it. There's nothing new that's not in any adverts. What What was the deal there? I don't know. They, they took so... a really big Nintendo approach to it. They went peripheral. Check it out. New, new, new. No games. No. 
One, two, three games that you go. And Kung then, Fu Rider. A year later. Nah, nah, what are you talking about? We didn't have a fucking... <laughs> we didn't have a motion control. A what? A motion car what? It's just... And it's a, the whole thing's a bit odd. It's all about Nintendo in a weird nah. roundabout way. Uh, yeah, that's it for news, basically. That's most of the big stuff. Skyrim won overall at uh, the GDC. Uh, some other winners. Portal 2 got Best Narrative. Uh, Uncharted 3 got Best Visual Arts. Which yeah, kind of makes sense. Best downloadable game was Bastion. Yeah. Mm. What were the other downloadable options? Stacking, From Dust, Outland, and Frozen Synapse. I would have gave it to From Dust probably. Yeah, yeah. That's a bit <laughs> that was down to me, mate. I'd have given that, I'd have given that to From Dust. Uh, best technology was Battlefield 3. Mm-hmm. Best handheld mobile game was Super Brother Sword and Sorcery. Yeah, that's a good game. I enjoyed that. The Innovation Award was Johann Sebastian Joust. Which oh. I didn't know anything about. No. After reading up on it, it looks phenomenal. I'm going to check that out, right? Uh, Just not based on the name alone. <laughs> basically. And the game of the year was Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. And that was out of Batman, Arkham City, Portal 2, Deus Ex, and Dark Souls. Obviously, I did want Dark Souls to win. Yeah, but I can <laughs> see why Skyrim won, yeah. Yes, no, absolutely. But that was kind of the main point. GDC wasn't that exciting this year. No, but again, it's, it's not for us. It's no. not for plebs like us. It's for people in the industry to kind of make connections and see what's coming up in the future and get them thinking. Yeah. You know, rather right. than get the juices titillate, titillate us. Peter Molyneux, what about him? Big Molly, away. Big Molly's left Lionhead and Microsoft. Oh. I'm away to go and start something up new. I'm oh. fed up making... A fable game every two seconds. I think and I make you a perfectly good child simulator. You don't even use it. You didn't even use it. <laughs> that would have, could have been sold to prisons. <laughs> <laughs> Jinky's just seen the whole Kickstarter thing. He's like, I, I think so. I think I honestly do think that's what it is. I think he's went. I'm not getting my due here. I can't innovate and make things I want to make on my own. Mm-hmm. I'm getting. I'm got a leash around me, and I can get money at the drop of a hat from yeah. people who love me uh, and love black and white yeah <laughs> we should have a chart you know like in Top Gear where they have you know all the, the cool or the cool wall <laughs> <laughs> and it should be people who will and won't be successful with Kickstarter campaigns mm. us at the bottom us and David Jaffe over in the not yeah. campaign <laughs> and uh, what's his face from oh by uh, Tim Schafer Tim Schafer Molyneux Molyneux Molyneux's going to get any anyone. other big be- who, what other big beloved Miyamoto if he came out and left Nintendo oh absolutely aye. Um, absolutely I'd say there's, I mean there's not really a lot more and what's the guy from uh, Ninja Guy the first time around Team Ninja Guy oh Christ he's been the no wall a man from Half-Life uh, the big chubby guy Gabe uh, Gabe Newell aye if yeah, he did he, it no, yeah. absolutely so, so I mean they'd it, probably give him a town <laughs> it's, it's still it's the, the waves kickstarter if you don't need the money you'll probably get it <laughs> yeah absolutely so better <laughs> better but I'm not better so why don't we hit up oh how about what's that coming through the air it's <laughs> alright man I've got a crow sound effect oh now. brilliant I don't I'm editing it this month <laughs> uh, break of yeah. wall Game of Thrones ah! Ah! From the wall. Hello. <laughs> so we're here on the wall as per for a touch of Game of Phones. Thank you, Earth to Phil and Earth to Gav. And I'd just like to take this opportunity to say it's been a pleasure serving with you. 
but I'm leaving the wall. Where are you headed? Just kidding. Oh, it's a laugh, isn't it? <laughs> Some laugh we have Your life would be forsaken. <laughs> I'd, I'd have my head chopped off. What have you been playing on your iOS device up here in the wall? Get my head chopped off till my neck is soft. <laughs> <laughs> um, on my iOS device. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, what happened was, I'm a bit annoyed about this, Earth 2 Phil, because Earth 1 Gav uh-huh. wrote an article on Geshcast.com called Game of Phones Extra, Uh-oh. where he what? reviews... God, do we need to set up on our website? Possibly. <laughs> Game of Phones based in an alternative dimension. I'm thinking, I think so. Just Not a um, negative of the guest well, What I did was I used the pan-dimensional uh, communicator to uh, let them know. Like in French? Yeah, like the in typewriter fr- in front of the mirror? Like in Frange. And I said to him, I'm not, so from now on, I'm going to be doing the articles. I'm going to send them to him by Raven. Cool. And I'm going to be doing more of them. So on the article he did, he did League of Evil. Nice. And I'm going to review now League of Evil 2. Ooh. Exactly. Exactly, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, big man. That, that sobs and sorcery thing going. Aye, exactly, mate. Anyway, League of Evil 2 is a platformer mm-hmm. uh, game. You use uh, 2D platformer, you use virtual controls, which actually work for a change, which yeah. is weird in, a, in an iOS title. Um, improves on the original game in every single way, with maybe the exception of the, the visuals for it, because... It's really just down to your taste, whether you prefer the pixelated version, the 8-bit look of the first one, or this much more contemporary, vector-based, cartoony look of the second one. Uh, really, really tough platformer in the vein like Super Meat Boy. Yes. Uh, you know, it's very, very hard, especially if you're wanting to collect all the things in the level. Like it's a hidden briefcase in each level, mm-hmm. and uh, if you want to get three stars on each level, you need to get a certain time. Do it in a certain time. Yeah. Uh, so I managed to get through the first game 100% completed everything got everything three stars oh, here we go did it on the second one as well just there completed Jeez, the whole oh. thing pretty proud of myself I'm 45th <laughs> in the world is that right? <laughs> um, it was down to six, no sorry it was down to 69 when it came out mm-hmm. I think but it's now back up to 199 that's a shame but there's so much gameplay in this game, especially if you're like, let's say you're not as good as platformers as I am. Like me, over here. Yeah. You'd be at it forever. I would. I'm still um, at the first one forever. Yeah. Um, the only really bad point I found was the ending was really quick and it was a little bit shoddy, um, but that's really not what you play it for. It's for the game itself. Exactly. Hopefully they'll release a few level packs soon because the first game, I think, had the impossible levels, which didn't come with it at first. Right, they were so added. Hopefully, because the impossible levels were a real challenge in the first one. Yeah. You had to really stick at it, so hopefully there's more of those coming. But yeah, um, 199 League of Evil 2, made by Ravenous Games. Spectacular. Spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, Gavin, I'm uh-huh. going to hit up Wayne Rooney's favourite iOS-based game. Earth, Earth 2 Wayne Rooney Earth 2 who Rooney. works in the dungeon at the Eerie <laughs> Temple Run Temple Run <laughs> Temple Run is free yes it is a continuous motion game which I said I would never ever touch upon in these mm-hmm. podcasts however this is slightly different in that it's not a side scrolling effort yep. uh, you play the game vertically on mm-hmm. your iOS device and tilt to move your character one side of the path yep. Uh, jump or duck to get over objects and swipe to move left and right swipe to move left and right thank you Uh, it's basically just I say a continuous motion game high score base collect the most little nuggets of gold whilst escaping from weird looking monkeys from a temple from which you've stolen a golden idol it's free Mm -hmm. there's kind of freemium features to it you can buy coins which unlock for other things 
but you can unlock everything just by playing it enough. Yes, if you play it enough, you'll get through it, yeah. And luckily enough of us have had it, there was a bit of uh, competition. Yep. That started up. There was a bit of competition. Don't get too bold, because you're still <laughs> not top. You're still not top. Uh, <laughs> On my friends list, I am. <laughs> Ignoring my raw. Um, yeah. Earth to Jamie. Earth to Jamie. Uh, Temple Run is a great wee game, especially because it's free. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, there's other continuous motion games that I, I mean, I prefer like Jetpack Joyride, but that's mm-hmm. much more of a say it's a 2D side scrolling. Yes. Much more like you've. Well, there's millions of games like that out there. And that's why Temple Run's great. It's got this, it's, you know, it's 3D running into the screen, third person mm-hmm. view. Uh, yeah, I really like it. It's. Uh, it's, and it's, it's great to have that competition between folk, you know, because that, that one night it was great just being like, you were like, check your score, I've beat it. And I was like, oh, well, it appears <laughs> I'm actually about you know, It was just, it's great. I mean, that, I'd probably get sick of that pretty quickly, but mm-hmm. it's fun for a couple of hours just to be like, I Absolutely. need to beat the, that, that bastard. It's very fast as well and instantaneous and the reset is a lot quicker than other games. So you just bam, straight back into mm-hmm. it, I'll have another shot. Before yeah. you know it, 15 minutes have passed and you're in the toilet and you break. You're so not supposed to be in there. It's all dried up. <laughs> so yeah, Temple Run. Temple Run. It's, it's... Oh, sorry. What's that, mate? Oh, I've got a message, Phil. Oh. I've oh, got a message sorry. by Raven. Sorry. I didn't even see you. You need to watch out because Meister says that we can no longer have Raven messages. So we'll have to sneak them in. Okay. <laughs> Dainty. This, uh, this one was snuck in inside a baked potato. <laughs> I'll just unfurl it. Cheers, guys. It's cold with a capital K. Cold out here today at the bottom of the wall. I wish I'd worn something more substantial on my strong yet sensual legs. That's quite a segue, as Android game Mr. Legs is all about legs. If you pitch up looking for arms, you'll be shit out of luck, my friend. A side-scrolling game where you always run to the right, Mr. Legs sees you slide your finger up and down the screen to elongate or shrink our hero's legs. The taller you make yourself, the faster you go. The shorter, the slower. Mr. Legs needs these mad skills in order to eat the cherries scattered at various heights in the level. Why? Because he's a freaky game character, that's why. Throw into this mix a bunch of challengingly placed obstacles, and each level quickly becomes a real test of memory. Yep, memory. As Legs powers to the right, he will regularly come a cropper against well-placed enemies and obstacles, which, in many cases, you have to know about before they appear on the screen. If you're not Nick Cage in 2007 flop next, this info can only be gleaned one way, by dying. Dying a lot, in order to memorise the trickier parts of the levels. If you make it through to the end with enough cherries, you'll score between 1 and 3 stars. If you don't, then it's back to the start for you. Mr. Legs looks like he's leapt right out of Max Fleischer's sketchbook. He's a simple character with Felix the Cat eyes, and there's a whole Coco the Clown vibe to this game that's a bit unsettling. The action unfurls against weird monochrome backgrounds, and the image of horror on Mr. Legs' burnt face when hit by a bomb is really creepy, if you've got enough time to look at it. Compounding these 1930s style visuals, the music is pure silent movie piano with added comedy slapstick effects. Each level is bookended by a Hello baby! and a which make the slightly creepy vibe a bit more comic. Mr. Legs is an Android exclusive for the minute. Reading the developer's Twitter feed under cover of darkness, I sell a tape to an old tweet back together that I found in his bin. Apparently he's looking to port an unnamed Android game to iOS. So get in there early while this is still cool or you'll have to surrender your skinny jeans and ridiculous haircut. Mr. Legs costs 99 pence on the Android market. Give it a go, crank it to hard, and get ready to be amused and slightly unsettled by this truly indie gem. Spectacular. <laughs> what a fantastic review. Thank you very much to Earth2 Jerry. Good on him. He's doing well, isn't he? He really is. You notice how his sound quality is a lot better now? Yeah, you know what that, you know why that is though, don't you? 
Why is that? Because he's one of the White Walkers. Oh, oh, oh. Join us next time on Game of Thrones. <laughs> this is rubbish. Thanks very much to our two Paul Bearer, seemingly, for his. Uh, <laughs> Leave him alone. He's already outro. He didn't know where to put it. So anyway, moving on swiftly. Why don't we hit up? What we've we got left to do? A contest. Here's the rest of my goddamn notes. There we go. Um, yeah. So last month we set a competition. Mm. In conjunction with our good friends at OnLive, uh, we had two play passes, which is essentially a game of your choice yep. on the OnLive service to give away, and two month long play pass packs, which give you access to the play pack and the 100 plus games that they have on OnLive. Uh, we'd ask you to send us a tweet. Yep, just follow us. Follow uh, us on Twitter and, and, hit, and hit us up with a wee tweet. Yep, include the hashtag OnLive, and you came through in your thousands. <laughs> <laughs> we did have a good lot. Yeah, no, it was, it was a good response. It was a good response. Obviously, the more that people do respond, the more likely we are to be able to say that we want to do these promotions and then yep. people will be more interested if we can say how many people entered. So we thank you very much. Thank you very much. What, through your help, we can get bigger and better prizes. Well, why don't we announce the winners? Oh, I always get so nervous at these parts, Gav. The winners are... Oh, competition voice. David Chowell. Morton. <laughs> anyway, the Twitter users David Chowell and Morton with a zero instead of an O. Uh-huh. They win. Uh, they win the play passes. Excellent. Good so stuff. they win a game of their choice on OnLive. No matter what they want, they can have it with these codes. We'll hit you up with the guest email address. You can head back. Indeed. Uh, for the play pack codes, mm-hmm. we have Meh Cookie mm-hmm. and Gareth19791, Twitter users. They win the play pack that gives you a month subscriptions, uh, month. Whoa. Oh, you nearly, <laughs> nearly done it. <laughs> yeah, congratulations, well done. Thank you very much for everyone who entered. Yep, yeah, indeed. And to say, winners, we will get in touch with you over Twitter, uh, a DM, or indeed just a normal message if you're no longer following us, I guess, <laughs> to say, uh, you know, get in touch with us. If you want to just get in touch with us off the bat, you can by emailing gesh at geshcast.com. Yes, absolutely. You can let us know how, what you think of the show, what you'd like to see on it, any ideas. We're very welcome ideas. Anything that's just telling us that we're wankers, I'll just delete. We know that already. <laughs> um, obviously, if you're downloading us through iTunes, please subscribe and review. Do subscribe. means that the podcast gets downloaded automatically next time you put up iTunes. Exactly. And if you review, review us, then it bumps us up certain lists. Might get more listeners. It's all good. You can also check us out on the Stitcher app for iOS and Android. Android devices. Yep, absolutely. Uh, that's about it. I mean, Phil, you, you got your... We, we, and for a Eurogamer Expo enthusiast press passes. Oh, we're back. We're back. Um, I'm still waiting on mine. Hopefully they'll get back to me because it was a bit of a problem. Uh-huh. So they'll, if once they get back to me, obviously my criminal record. Um, <laughs> once you do the disclosure chocolates, Scotland checks, you'll be uh, fine. But we'll disclosure chocolates. Dis- disclosure <laughs> chocolates. And um, we'll be covering the Expo again this year. Uh, so hopefully with a little bit more to do and report this time. But yeah. Um, so that's on the horizon. Absolutely. So um, Big things horizon. Gash 3.0, new recording studio. I see the Gash brand horizon. <laughs> the Gash brand. Ditty boy. Anyway, thank you very much for listening, everyone. I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. We're never going to record in this room again. It's been fun. Well-timed. It's been a well-timed. Thank you, Kitchen. 
this is the point where we do uh, Green Day's song oh, and then edit the like. clips. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what happens now. I'll play the remix to Ignition, oh, Hot and Fresh Out This Kitchen. Out of This Kitchen. Well, thank you very much for joining us once again. Gav, respect is due. Respect, sorted, respect <laughs> due. Viva la raza, everyone. Viva la raza. Bye. How'd you think that went? Everything about Android is bitty. Behind the big number of total users lie a lot of divisions, each of which is a real negative for developers looking to make money. There are multiple versions of Android out there at any one time. You've got countless handsets, everything from the basic to the powerful across multiple manufacturers and countless screen sizes and different graphics capabilities. You've also got multiple retailers. Apart from the official Android market, you've got various other third-party stores including Amazon. In short, Android developers have to test their products against multiple versions of Android across multiple devices with different capabilities and then try to deliver them in multiple markets. Think of all that complication. Apple developers, on the other hand, have to contend with at most three sets of very similar hardware two versions of the operating system, and then sell their game in one very, very popular marketplace. And after you've built your iPhone game, why port it to the Android shitstorm when you could just make another iPhone game? It's like PC development against developing for the home consoles. One has a smaller market, but has a more straightforward path to make money, and the other one's the Wild West. If you're trying to plan a business, iOS is like the home console, and Android is the big crazy frontier. Of course, money speaks. If more and more gamers buy games on Android then developers will drag themselves through the mud for their cash. Up until that point though, Android will remain the silver medal for games creators who have just about figured out how to survive on iOS.